smoking and growing and watching prohibition fall down. All right, let's get into the Grow Talk, guys. Talk about growing fine cannabis. This Grow Talk episode of Dude Grow Show 1360 coming at you. Scotty, are you down? I found the DGC 2015 t-shirt, DGC Cup 2015, and I was blown away. Is that the High Times Cup? That was, yeah. Yep. That was the first. That was before Uh, I knew how to give dabs out. Yeah, that is a trip. We uh, we will have some shirts for this right off the bat. We'll get into that. DGCCup.com, July 30th, Fort Collins, Colorado. Um, we are going to have some shirts made for that. We're going to have a little bit of well, shit. You get a souvenir just coming with your glass one. You'll be hooked up with the DGC logo at the door. Um, get your tickets, guys. They are selling July 30th. Come on out. If you are a DGC producer and you have not gotten, or let's say if you're a DGC producer and you want to purchase a VIP ticket, they are sold out, but I did not want to leave any DGC produces out. So let me know. Uh, you guys can message me so you can communicate with me just over on Patreon. Use that message system. I'm checking on that every day, every other day. And check out all the details. DGCCup.com. Our vendor list is building. We're getting our prize packs together for first, second, and third. A Rolling Stoners looking for the gold. Excuse me, this big gold cup. Gold cup for first place. DGC Cup. Uh, I'd love to get some pictures of some dank in there. So check that all out. out of it? Uh, I'm going to give you a show. Yeah. What's that? You get to drink out of it? Are we going to pour a Keef Cola in there and let them drink out of it, <laughs> sir? <laughs> no, a bunch of nugs, man. We got to get a bunch of nugs. We'll buy some prop weed, okay? Some prop some prop nugs that you can put in there. Yeah, I think there'll be I enough just, bud sitting around that we'll be able to load that cup up for some good shots. I'd be willing to bet. Uh, we build the show with the DGC producers and also dudegrows.com is where grower questions go. Anybody can post grower questions on dudegrows.com. That's where we get these. And let me tell you what we're going to get into today. We're going to get into where do trichomes actually come from? Hosted by Fido to the Endo. Sounds interesting. Like, I like that. Where do trichomes come from, Mom? Uh, <laughs> from Fido to uh, the Endo. Fido is plant, right? Know what that means? Yes. DDC producer Wolf Buds wants to talk about grafting different strains onto one plant for the ultimate mother plants. And Kip has an interesting DDC producer Kip $1,000 challenge, $1,000 grow challenge that he wants us to try and pull off. So I'll give you some details on that. Grower grower questions. Oh, no. Spider mites out the gate uh, by Pitbull Ranch 86. Okay, out the gate. I think that's the best time to find them, right at the beginning. You got I mean, you're right, you know what I'm saying? Man. We can help that. And let's learn about humic and fulvic potential overdue by Mr. Chuck0614. Dude, it's going to be a good show. It's going to be a good show. Okay. Uh, we always visit dudegrows.com forward slash support. Producers making this show happen. You guys can go over there and see what your DDC benefits are. Current new one, 25% off your DDC Cup tickets. Uh, the giveaway, we're doing two giveaways. We got too much shit to hook up. Rolling Stoner's like, let's do two this month. So we have the HLG. This is a 700 watt Scorpion R Spec FR, meaning far red, dimmable down to 160. So don't freak out. As you see, I have a 600 R Spec below behind me, and it's dimmed down to like 12% to do these habaneros because they're so close to it. I mean, they're like that much above canopy, but it's working great. Um, But to win this light, you guys go over and look at the post, the current post. You'll see the HLG giveaway. 
You'll also see the biscotti pancakes getting hooked up by Elite Clones, rooted cut, high-end cut, thanks to Elite Clones, C-L-O-N-E-Z.com. And just make a comment on those posts. You're entered to win by the end of the month. And when you visit dogrows.com forward slash support, you'll see all the other benefits that I've, I feel like I'm starting to be fast speaking that they do in the fine talk at the end of some radio ads. Right. Scotty's <laughs> hooking up the, the deals on recharge, grow dots, free seeds from seeds here now, sticker packs, the 420 happy hour. We're doing all we can. And you guys are supporting a good team to bring this content at you. So thank you, DDC producers. And let's do the show. Caffeine's working. Second show, second cold brew. I like to get the palate ready for cold brew though with different types of like a real sharp funky cheddar and i'll put a little bit of like hot sauce on it and then that makes my palate like want to follow up with some cold brew you know what i'm saying i was gonna say dude's complex man with the, he's got the cheddar cheese he likes to cleanse his palate and then he goes and i just throw a bunch of hot sauce on it you're not that complex <laughs> dude <laughs> i love it though. i was wondering about that i had some nice like applewood smoked cheese and i'm like okay don't put too much hot sauce on it that you can't taste that applewood smoked cheese but when you put just the right amount of real hot the cheese and the hot sauce pair together to make it tolerable and, and yummy and the same okay i dig i am a hot sauce fan so wouldn't be difficult to convince me to put hot sauce on my cheese cubes Let's check out this dang nug here first before we get into it. This is some uh, I Love Growing Marijuana first pick. Ethos is the second pick. And third pick posted by City Gone Country. I like that. Um, dude, these look nice. Nice. All right, pick number one. This is a granddaddy purple from my first batch of seeds I ever bought. This one was grown awesome. with Coast of Maine soil and amendments along with Build a Bloom from Build a Soil. Cool product. Shout out to Build a Soil. Uh, recharge and mammoth pea was used weekly throughout the entire grow as well as J plant speakers. What is this? King, King, Kinoja extract. Uh, that, that I didn't know build a soil sells that that is just called the Q. I'm pretty sure they call that for short. <laughs> I like it. <coughs> Fuck it. Call it the Q extract from build a soil as oh, a wedding agent. Yeah. I did some research into that. This is grown in a four by four tent under a 40, 40, 800 Mars Hydro. I was doing a side-by-side -side comparison in the same grow. Two different strains, two different medias, and two different nutrients. It says, I know, I know. I quickly realize I'm nuts for doing this. Basically, one granddaddy purple and one mandrum sunset and cocoa with the entire new millennium line. And then the other granddaddy purple and mandrum sunset and coast of Maine soil with the same description as above. So the difference here is cocoa is an inert media. Coast of Maine soil is a pretty enriched media yes. yep um says so, so a little too ambitious especially i working 60 hours a week this is ambitious guys because if you're going to grow i'm down with it if you got the time obviously if you're watering the new mill line into cocoa versus your enriched media you need to adjust there i wouldn't be feeding the same amount of synthetic new mill to an enriched media like the uh the coast of maine blend uh, right. versus an inert media and then you're going to have the plants reacting differently then they're going to be water need to be watered potentially at different times because of the absorbency of the media is you know what i'm saying it does create a bit of extra work yeah oh definitely um not as bad sometimes as growing different strains but you wanted to see you know how it all, it all turned out great um said basic uh this is the the picks down here do you have a favorite in these one with this uh i don't know bottom pick it looks purpling in the leaves Sorry, what'd you say, Scotty? I, I like that bottom pick looks dank too, man. I would serve you those uh, those fan leaves, man. 
I'd roll them up in joints and sell them to you, though, you know? <laughs> That's how good they like look. That. <laughs> it is how good they look sometimes, man. I feel like, dude, if you're not making edibles, I got to do some with these. I'm going to smoke them. Feed them it's not them. Actually, my, my neighbor's man. dog. My neighbor's dog really likes them, so that's fair game. I will. Um, uh, hey, the worms really, really, really like the weed trim. I think I think they work so hard to help me in the garden that like it's the least I can do for them is give them the trim at the end of it. Can we just shout out to like City it. Gun Country working sixty hours a week and still taking care of a garden? Sixty hours a week is like from eight a.m. to eight p.m. five days a week, man. It's pretty crazy. Yes. That is rough, man. I think about like being, you know, an entrepreneur, self-employed, I have flexibility to my schedule, but it's also damning in some sense to where you should get more done. But I am just not like if I had to go back and had none of this, it's like, all right, dude, you got to go back to like, what are you going to do for your quote, real job? I mean, this is a real job. We do some hard work behind the scenes here at Dude Grows for sure and real growers. Um, But man, before like my real job would have been probably when I was doing tree work, harvest work, uh, climbing 40 to 50 hour work week. And I, I would have to say, I think I'd want to do something outside. It's like that movie office space where he, when he has, oh, the yeah. he just likes working outside. He's like, I'm not going back into tech. Cause when I have a day at the most, at the most of six hours of sitting in this room, email screen, doing some right. shows, <clears throat> can't do anymore, man. It's not natural for me. Some people can crank it, but that's hard. But then you think back, if you did 20 or 30 years of tree work, would you, you know, think about it. It's dangerous as fuck. I mean, think about like when I would do bamboo, I'd have to go do like installs and deliveries and using these like giant hand trucks to bring palms and bamboo, hundreds of pounds. Dude, I mean, there's, you do that for years and years. Shit does happen, man. You didn't have a chance to tell you while we're on a little rant here. My son just got his first job, like real job. And it's right down from his school. This dude's got like eight greenhouses, poly on like an acre, a bunch of outdoor plants. Uh, and he basically sells wholesale to to just growers. And and my son's doing all whatever type of work needs to be done there. Weeding, planting, transplanting. I'm like, this is so cool. And he's like, yeah, it's better than like I was like my girlfriend. Like she works at a clothes store and checks people out. He's like, just to be outside and amongst plant, even though it's hard work. And yep. you'd love it. The dude's Russian. He's like a old Russian dude. And he's like been doing it his whole life. And he's living there on a trailer, just busting ass still. You know, I've seen guys like this in your bamboo line of work. And I'm like, try, I'm babying him. I'm like, you need me to bring you lunch, boy? You know, you're going to be here a little longer than you thought. And he's like, the guy's like, I can't do a Russian accent. But he's like, look, it'll be fine. It's just four hours. Okay. <laughs> it's like, it's I asked him, like, good. It's like, why don't you, uh, Anyway, I don't want to get in too far into it, but he's working for an old school, hard ass Russian dude learning uh, to do transplant plant work. So I'm super stoked for that. You eat beets for lunch, beets in the ground. <laughs> I asked him why he doesn't sell sell to uh, customers or why just wholesale. He's like, customers, no. It's like, they just come in that stupid shit. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> I can see what kind of dude you are. This guy sounds um, like a great first right. boss, man. <laughs> Uh, shout out to uh, Veet, to Veet. Where do trichomes actually come from, Scotty? Posted by Fido to the Indo. So this is cool, man. Um, I always wondered, are we growing from, the, oh wait, are, are they growing from the plant or on the plant 
like a mushroom on a log. Do we know what would cause more trikes on fan leaves as well as sugar leaves in some genetics, or is it more environmental cause and effect? It's everything. Um, Guru, you found a good like picture for this. I did. Something. So, and, and I, I Shangolos, uh, who we actually know, uh, posted this a couple days ago, and it's just showing. It's not really answering this guy's question, but it does show the like makeup and how the different cells that are in a glandular trichome head are made yeah, up. Helicopters back, man. And the helicopters back, but it, it's it's actually really cool to look at where they have. Um, what are like the? Is dis- he landing at this point? He might. Yeah, they might be checking the power line where the like disc cells. Hang on, we gotta go see this. <laughs> Is he on He's the power gone. line? He's gone now. Um, but disc cells where they're making the the compounds we are actually after um, in the plant, and then it's deposited in that metabolite droplet at the top. So like really cool to look at. But as far as uh, where trichomes actually come from in flower, it's some gene expressions in the plant and plants that make trichomes. And there are lots of them. It is not just cannabis. Like even think uh, the stalk of a tomato is the most common one I'd I think of uh, readily and it has a certain smell to it and that's the terpenes that that plant makes. Um, but it's protodermal cells. They're like part of the epidermis and they can become other things. Um, and in latent flower, their gene expression changes and they decide like, hey, I'm becoming a trichome now and it becomes a trichome. So they're, they're not growing on the plant like they're a separate organism, like a fungi or something yeah. like that. It's cells of the plant at a certain point in flowering just deciding like, I'm a trichome cell now, and then it becomes a trichome cell, and and uh, forms like part of the epidermis and the stalk. So and it the, is the droplet forms on the top. Internally secreted from the plant or pr- produced from the plant? Uh, not internally. It's produced in the like stalk and uh, cells directly underneath of the 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 trichome, um, and they grow uh, and become the trichome. So it's really uh, it's easy. It's like a stem cell. Kind of, where at a certain point in flowering, its gene expression switches and it decides, like, I was an epidermis cell and now I'm going to become a trichome. And they're usually, uh, like, four or five cells in between uh, ones that become trichome heads in there or that end up becoming trichomes later on. It's pretty cool. For a future comment, see if you agree with Rasufa, which I think this is, uh, is what I've said. Trichomes actually form to protect the plant. With land race variety, terps develop over years to repel specific pests in that region or attract pollinators. Also, the trichome layer acts as sunscreen for that plant so they don't burn up under heavy sunlight. What do you think of these? This, 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 is this pro science? No, that, that is all. I'm turning my Rasufa that, sticker forward. That is all legit things that uh, plants make trichomes for. They also, secondary metabolites are used for lots of different things. They can act as, uh, for some plants, it can be an attractant for pollinators to come in. Um, just lots of different uses for the secondary metabolites that a lot of different plants can make and specifically these ones that have thc and uh all the good cannabinoids and terpenes in there for us so rasufa thank you for all the comments and research and thank you for being real because um phyto to the endo says thanks rasufa but how are they formed i'm just curious about that and rasufa says good question I don't have an answer, but I'm going to Google it. I also I, post- <laughs> I love that, man. I posted a link to a white paper as an answer on here. So if you want to check it out, it gives a pretty good explanation um, of how trichomes form in plants. So check it out. I love what you can learn from just Google and stuff. You know, yeah. all, pretty much what you need now is a bullshit detector. 
That's probably the most valuable <laughs> freaking tool you can have now with this world with the internet. Well, Wolf Buds, we got some good comments. Wolf Buds, DDC Pedusa. And don't forget, you guys, you Patreon Pedusas, you put up a grower question, you got some good comments, hit me up over on Patreon, man. That's how we're building the show. So Wolf Buds says, what about grafting different strains on one plant? Uh, Canna Cairo, a friend of mine here in Maple Ridge, BC, has done this. I don't see many people doing it. I'm assuming there's disadvantages. Um, one reason why people want to do this is having one mother plant, let's say, and you have four different strains on it. And you say, oh, I need a cut of this, and I need a cut of this. But it doesn't cool seem to idea. be that popular, but a great idea, in my opinion. Probably it's got to be difficult to do. See, yeah. most, most people also, the, the main reason you would want to do that, one, is if you're growing it as like an ornamental plant that you'd want to just keep around and they're cool. Um, two, if plant counts are uh, of, of the deal. utmost importance to you, but at the same time, like most people, if you're within a couple of the plant count, yeah. like one, just don't let anyone into your house and like, and don't say that you have more plants and like you did uh, not really a problem also is it really a problem lawyers no. is not legal advice well yeah it, there's the so it gets into like uh how you society looks at laws and stuff <laughs> should a law be moral or, sh- or what, what matters more the morality of something or the legality well, we're of breaking and, the law and a lot of people are decided. like there's not there's yeah we're already breaking the law and there's not much moral difference between four and eight plants so like <laughs> this is the I'm kind of shit plants. that guru says when he's in handcuffs sitting like on the floor you know there's moral and there's <laughs> <laughs> I love it. they're not listening the cops aren't listening no um you know it's a pain in the butt to do that grafting it actually takes some experience you better have like a really nice uh healthy mom to graft to and then think and, about the opposite and the not, opposite is instead of grafting you take a clone and, and it's easy and not even if you're like trying to do it as legit as possible you're not just looking for a healthy mom you're looking for a healthy mom that specifically has really good roots um, because it's going to turn into a rootstock, not necessarily the plants that are growing on top of it. Yeah. And then in doing it, uh, keeping everything really sterile is key. And like you can graft a kind of unruly plant and like still get grafts on right. it. But if you want to have like even growing grafts, I would suggest doing like a on the mother plant, do a uh, or the rootstock plant, do a nug buckets mainlining technique where you get the really even uh, uh, like eight different mm-hmm. arms off of a canopy. Right. And then graft onto those just uh, will make it easiest to keep track of what's what on there. But it's unless plant counts are like of the utmost importance to you, it's pretty easy to just keep another small mom as opposed to one grafted mom. And then all your eggs are in one basket, too, as opposed to Ah. like distributed around a little bit. Yeah, that's a decent concern for sure. Something happens to that plant. It's happening Mm -hmm. to all your cuts. You got to diversify. All right. Let's do another comment from Kip. Says, what's up, dude? So me and some friends who also are into growing were up in northern Michigan for trout and steelhead camp. And for simple joints, they're talking to me about recent indoor grow venture. I'm currently on my first run, but they're talking about cost, setup, and difference in finished quality. It sparked a great conversation. It got me thinking this might be a cool thing for you and the crew to talk about for a grow episode. We put together the $1,000 challenge. You, Scotty, Guru, Banner, whoever wants to participate, hypothetically spend 1000 on an entry-level growth setup, tent lights, exhaust fans, genetics, pot soil, cocoa, nutrients, the whole nine. I think it would be kind of cool to see the different growth styles in the team. Thanks for all the great content. Good vibes from Michigan. Kip, we've tried to think. We've said, like, me and Scotty should have, like, the two-by-four tent challenge. 
Yeah. Um, me and Gru both now have the AZ Infinity 4x3 tents. Um, and it's not really about just your tent size, but we've I, never all been able. It's hard to line up our our grows, you know, to all say, okay, this is the start. I mean, it's not about the tent size. It's about how you grow the plant. And thousand dollar challenge will be. That's what that point is, though. I mean, I think your with your light and your the cost of your tent and your you equipment, you're above. Well, yeah, you go. No, you can do it easy. Guru, we were thinking of this um, high seed thousand dollar challenge is what we're talking about. I brought this idea up before, and we decided I think for about eight hundred bucks you can do you can build yourself a pretty nice setup for under a grand in a two by four. You can build yourself a real nice setup, man. Okay, so so I, well, this is what you got. I'm gonna say off the top of my head. So please, he's talking newts media and everything but what we're Sorry, gonna need man. a two by four tent newts man an exhaust fan a two, two by, by four, four tent, tent exhaust fan a light and a, a fan controller right and that's probably your right. basics well you're then, five bills right there and then i just did the math on on my tent setup currently i think i might be disqualified from the contest why what, what <laughs> cost them a tent my, is 150 bucks my, man yeah but i'm in the four by three ac infinity i can't remember how much that costs the 350r is like six hundred dollars scroll so down like, what's that black wing there's right like there? the majority of my budget Three, 370 scroll down even more because a black wing is a lot and is uh, what is a black wing 300 and 374 <clears throat> is, is how much that one is. okay so that's a that's a hell of a light for a two by four you probably don't even need that much light but you got 375 i don't think a two by four tent is more than 125 130 bucks so i'm at 500 bucks right there fan and a fan controller that shit's gotten less expensive but you throw a hundred dollars at it from ac infinity i think uh uh, can we not get something? We'll give it 150 bucks. You're at $650 in there. That's one got- thing that yeah has been cool about AC Infinity's product line is they came in with good shit at a fair price point. Sure. Like it wasn't there's some companies we've seen over time that have come over into the cannabis industry with their products and then they'll upmark them quite a bit because mm-hmm. it's like, oh, it's a cannabis <laughs> industry. They're making it look how much money they make from selling weed, but but you're at so, six hundred dollars yeah, right there. We're at six hundred, six hundred fifty bucks. Now throw in some soil. I'll give you fifty bucks for two containers of soil and a couple smart pots. You could make the real buckets for probably another fifty dollars with the reservoir and all that. But you're and and then nutrients. Sorry, man. I'm gonna take two uh, eight dollar containers of grow dots, seventy five grams of grow dots. Put them in each, and I got sixteen bucks in nutrients and a thirty five dollar recharge. Right. So I got 50 bucks. The reason where this budget might get blown for me and where people can, there are a lot of LED lights out there. And we obviously talk about HL. Two by four. You don't need a great one for a two by four. What do you mean? That doesn't make any sense. You can't, you don't, why would you not need a great light for a two by, are my plants less important in the two by four than a five by five? The great light is because it's spread out. You've got it all spread out correctly, and and uh, uh, you what? They got six quantum boards, and they're all you know equal apart, so they can cover a five by five area. Uh, that's what you're paying for to have two of those quantum boards over a two by four. Very simple. I just want to say that's my number one piece that I am going to invest in. That's like, it ties into my philosophy with disposable shit or recycling that I gripe about on the show. Sometimes you can Agreed. run the LED lights. This, this could be like a 10 year investment. So if you're going to spend your money, like don't chintz there, 
make sure you're not just getting the cheapest grow light out there with the best Amazon reviews. Agreed. Try and get a hold of somebody at the company. Try and check customer service, all that jazz. I just wanted to say that. So we're talking, we'll go 800 bucks all in for your really nice setup. And by the way, you're going to get that back when you get, what, eight ounces out of, out of that your first time. You know, you got yourself some $100 ounces and you've already recovered. But uh, that's a great point, man. The ROI on a grow setup is so easy to justify. If you're buying from the dis dispensary or a friend, like it's super. Yeah. Easy. And on the Amazon Mars Hydro tip, you're probably at five, six hundred bucks, five hundred bucks probably for everything. Um. So what do you mean the tip by Amazon Mars Hydro is saying as far as saying mean, don't get one? No, no. What I mean is if, if you're going for just shopping price and you're buying a 200 watt Mars Hydro, which is probably, I would imagine it's pretty in an inexpensive light, a $99 tent, which I'm looking over at my $99 tent right next to the AC Infinity. And I will say, man, the one is basically a shelving unit, a Walmart shelving unit with a wrap around it. Um, so just be careful. I think the good tent is 129 bucks. So, but anyway, if you just go cheap like that, you know, a no name fan without a nice controller. Um, yeah, I think you could probably get more like 500s. Um, good conversation starter. We should think about in the future trying to line up. It'd be fun to have some type of little challenge or grow off between me, you, Banner, Guru, you know, the staff, the DGC staff, if you will, because we all got here, we're all growers. <laughs> So we'll have to we'll have to try and figure that out, man. Someday. It's not a competition. Um, it's a cooperation. <laughs> Thank you very much. Here, Mark, I'm gonna quick, win the shit out of here. cooperation. So Google the spirit of truth. Yeah, whatever. I'm gonna win the shit out of the cooperation though. So I don't know, Guru. I don't know. I might I might have to steer my crops this time. I might have to take the <laughs> autopilot off and actually start flying again. <laughs> we'll see. Well, uh, we have spider mites out of the gate, a pit bull ranch, 86. So it's, I've got two week old seedlings, young plants here and found a nasty little bud muncher on one of them. This is my first grow. So I'm worried about everything. Anyways, I was told by a local blue hair. What's the local? Is that an old? What's local yes, blue hair? Is. Yes, they're older. Old lady. Eh, it doesn't have to be a, a woman, but their hair is so gray. It's become a tint of blue. They're very common in South Carolina. <laughs> Been told to use diatomaceous earth. She said just brush it on the leaves as well as like a top dress. I've done my research and found she's not wrong. My question, however, is how will diatomaceous earth lightly coating the leaves affect photosynthesis? This sounds like some old school shit that probably could work, but not really. There's so many better ways to take uh, care of this problem. First, you know and, first and foremost, uh, I would like to just confirm that it's spider mites before start doing anything uh simple picture they're pretty easy to diagnose they have two little spots on the back of them they're really small generally on the other underside of leaves and you'll see little pinholes uh through to the top side of the leaves make sure you have all of those things first before you're like cool it's spider mites it could be something else that's on there and each different bug has kind of different uh uh like uh, operating procedures for how you're going to get rid of them. So just first off, want to confirm that it's spider mites. But on a plant so young, you've got basically all the options. And if it's just a couple of them, um, some of the lighter control options are going to be uh, efficacious enough to knock this out and make sure it's not a problem going on. I bet you could put what a light dusting since... on here and it would work awesome. Oh, I, I just 100%. The, like this 
diatomaceous earth gets used in greenhouses all the time as a control for lots of bugs. It doesn't have a specific mode of action targeting just one. It gets in their joints and it's like uh, they're fossilized diatoms and they look like snowflakes, but it gets caught in their joints, desiccates them, and cuts them like razor blades and makes it so they can't move. It kind almost of a, seems mean, doesn't it? Man? It's like a little bit, but at the same time, like spider mites are basically a scourge of God. They have right. no e- ecological niche that they like supply other than to hurt crops. So you could probably get away with it and it'd be okay. Uh, it's not going to affect photosynthesis that much at all. Diatomaceous earth, it's white and reflects light. Um, so it minimally, it will affect it like the tiniest bit, but, uh, but having, having, enough, having spider mites will affect it a lot more than sure. having a little bit of diatomaceous earth on there. We so, should talk uh, about the oils just, just cause oils are an effective wow. way to break the, uh, life cycle. It, like, I want to talk about one. I want to talk about one that you're just talking about general surface, like a wet, wettable sprays, sp- delivery sprays that you're suffocating, just horticultural oils. Yep. Uh-huh. Um, I wanted to bring in, which you could use this probably with that. My buddy um, has spider mites on an eight lighter that he's about to flip, which is a freaky time, right? Uh, I'm like, dude, I don't man. Like, he's like, don't worry, I got it. I've been here before. And he brought up uh, wettable sulfur. And I'm like, we don't talk about that enough to where isn't that a great broad spectrum product for any time except for when we have probably when you're starting to get decent bud formation, you I've wouldn't want to use or when you get mind. any bud formation, you wouldn't want to use wettable sulfur because it's broad spectrum, right? It's also going to help with molds and mildews and have broad, like all, all pests, russets, mites, spider mites, aphids, right? Sulfur, so, and sulfur, it's affordable. With, sulfur with younger plants is an awesome tool and just a really good tool to have in the arsenal overall. It uh, works on a lot of bugs. It is efficacious against powdery mildew. Um, like you're saying, you don't want to spray it later into or really into flower, ideally. I, you can spray stuff into the first couple weeks or three weeks of flower. Uh, if you don't have to, I would err on the side of not doing that. Good. Um, but yeah, sulfur can definitely work. Don't use it in conjunction with any horticultural oils or anything like that. Ah, that that's a big deal. That will burn a the shit out of your plants. And then like realistically, <laughs> most of the time the label rates for the stuff is pretty close to what you should be using. Or realistically, you should follow the label. But if you want to do the best practice to make sure it's not going to burn your plants – uh, do exactly like it says on the label and spray a small test area first, wait a couple hours, and then come back, check on those. If everything's good, spray the rest of the garden. Um, Most of but any new main thing, really, sulfur, introducing. if you are using sulfur, no oils uh, directly after or realistically in like the next couple of days, it can react and uh, will like burn the shit out of some plants. Stink too. bug terps, man. That's all I got to say. Mm-hmm. What do you think? I half agree. Sensi Mia says, dude, your plants are so young. I'd personally kill them and figure out where your mites came from. Half agree with you, but also since his plants are so young, it's a great time where you know you're going to get complete application of whatever you're sp- like you're going to get complete yeah. coverage on yeah. these bastards. So you should be yeah. able to take care I... of them. Just be persistent. Put your calendar up every three days. You're going to want to be spraying whether you see something or not. I say every three days for about seven to 10 days, and then sure. you can go to a weekly spray preventive program. I yeah, just read, got, a, I just read a little little closer here. Uh, for for uh, you, Pitbull Ranch, this is your first grow. I would probably kill these. 
and just start over <laughs> and figure out where the mites are coming from. What? If you have seed, if seeds are an issue, don't kill them. Um, but if you have more seeds and you're not worried about that, I would uh, take the time to clean everything, try and right. figure out where the mites are coming from. Just because yeah. your first grow ever and trying to deal with a battle with spider mites when you are inexperienced and don't really know what you're doing, you're relying on people online to, to help you out um, who aren't there, like physically showing you how to do things. Right. I would err on the side of All just right. call, calling it quits on that and uh, cleaning everything up and starting new plants, especially – but all right – Again, before all of that, make sure these are spider mites and it's not something uh, less sinister um, than that. So if you follow up and send us some pictures, I'd be more than happy to take a look at them and let you know what you got. I'm going to take the contrarian point of view on this and say that let them start learning. We all talk about IPM. Let them start learning about IPM right from the start. So, okay, you got spider mites. First thing is to figure out where they're coming from. You can very easily break the life cycle of spider mites by spraying every three days. Yeah, it's not. And also uh, in the comments, man, who was it? Um, hold on. Let me let me load this back up because I got to give credit uh, to give credit where credit down is here. Due. Hey, nay, 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 uh, nay. Hey, talking about, hey, you know, hey. some of the stuff with smaller plants. If you got a high, even a high pressure plain water spray, if, if it's not, I'm not saying you're solely relying on this, but maybe it's not a spray day for something else. You just want to go in there and blast your plants. That mechanical removal of them, they hate that shit. They're not going to like, you're fucking up their party zone. You're fucking up their breeding zone. Also say if you can lower the temperature for a little bit, you'll really slow down their breeding um, by multitudes, man. They breed so much less as it gets warm. I don't know the degree it goes up, but if you go online and figure out at how much do spider mites lay eggs at this temperature versus this temperature versus this temperature? It really goes up quick. Oh my it's god! One of like partying. Like oh, that. it's partying. But the, another one of uh, IPM techniques that gets used in commercial grows a lot is heat treatment for spider mites. Um, you mm -hmm. can uh, the tough, the though, the like apex point for their uh, life cycle is at like 108 degrees. After that, it just drastically drops off and they die. Um, so if you can raise your temperatures in your grow to like 100, it's much higher than the powdery mildew one, Good. but uh, 110 degrees for like an, an hour and keep the, make sure the plants are well watered before and well watered afterwards, you can have a huge knockdown on the population too. But that is a much more advanced technique to use and uh, yeah. could definitely lead to killing plants uh, with the, the, that high of a temperature. And you don't want to use it in flower either. But it is an option in the toolbox. <laughs> Where my turps, my flowers don't smell anymore. <laughs> uh, sorry, is e, e Elmo Fudpucker? Got to give credit to you with the uh, your plants are so young, just blast them with water. And Asmos grows. Thanks for the help as well. DDC comments helping out. Uh, before the next grow talk question, I want to hit up uh, recharge it up, man. Realgrowers.com. Get yourself some recharge and grow dots. Dudesworld.ca. Can you can you do this jam now, Guru? Or is it yeah, post production? No, nah, jam. I don't, I'll, I'll, put the, I'll put the jam in here. Hold oh, on. Oh, it yeah. might be real. Dudes World. Dudes World. Smoke it on. Activate. Yeah. Yeah. It was worth everything. So yeah. Next time I gotta <laughs> pre-turn that. Sorry, we blasted Scotty, I think. Uh, guys, dudesworld.ca, if you're in Canada, grow dots, recharge, IE Regenetics, and Rasta Jeff, hit up dudesworld.ca, and go over to dudegrows.com, man. Tons of great info for recharge and grow dots as well from realgrowers.com is where you can yeah. pick it up. Amazon Prime, 
shout out to Amazon. I'm not shouting out to the Amazon. I'm saying shout out to your Amazon. I want to hook up sure. with some real growers recharge and uh, bring it. Yeah. Anything you actually, this next question, Scotty. Well, hang on, man. I, I haven't had an opportunity to, to promote the real growers challenge yet. And like I said, we're offering up you have one time. <clears throat> Was that? <clears throat> I think you have one time, but no, bring it. We're, we're, we're going to realgrowers.com oh. forward slash challenge. Yes. No, I meant today, sir. All right. You know, it's always yeah. got to be forward in people's minds. So the Real Growers Challenge, we're going, I have my own $1,000 first prize challenge going on. And you do. Yeah. Imagine the shit you say when you're high. Anyway, you use Grow Dots as your base and recharge as your additive or as your micro package, whatever else you want after that. And it's an Instagram contest. Uh, yeah, actually just go over to realgrowers.com slash challenge and you can find out all the details, but it's cool. And we got a lot of prizes we're giving out, man. First, second, yep. and third, there's cash. There's, uh, I know, uh, uh, seeds here now is hooking us up. HLG is Dude, the pack of seeds up. from James Bean is a vault, not just oh, a pack. Yeah. Any out of the vault, I like it. And a two hundred dollars seeds here now gift card on top of that. So this is top notch, guys. Check it out and uh, take the challenge. Realgrowers.com forward slash challenge. I like right. it. You're gonna do just two part. No, so you're not gonna use any other base news. You, that's the idea. Base newts covered. You got a favorite bloom additive or some other shit you want yep. to use, go for it. But man, you don't think you need anything else. You're covered with those two. So take the chance. You really don't. You really don't. But yeah, I'd like to see what everyone comes up with. What was the Pepsi challenge? Wasn't that a big marketing <laughs> thing? What was you, the challenge uh, though? Yeah, you get blindfolded or they had like uh, paper and you know cardboard in the front. You had to taste Coke or Pepsi and think which one do you like better. And like, dude, anyone can taste the difference between Coke and Pepsi. I mean, it's fucking easy. They're different products, man. So, yeah. Do, do Imagine you drink that. drink cola? I do. I was actually hiding my Coca-Cola because I didn't want to uh, promote bad stuff. But man, my stomach was killing me, so I drank a Coca-Cola. Which marketing uh, <laughs> uh, campaign do you think made Coca-Cola more or Pepsi more money? The the Pepsi Challenge one or Britney Spears ads one? See, this kid is such a millennial, man. Michael Jackson. The Michael Jackson one made all the money, man. He lit himself on fire for Pepsi. I mean, bro. maybe if we take inflation into account, but I don't know. Oh. It was a weird time. Well, Michael. All right, let's hit this next score question. Humic and Falvik Overdue by Mr. Chuck614. Says, hey, what's up, DTC? Hope you are, I hope everyone in the grows are healthy and bountiful. Quick question. I'm using Recharge in my grow every week. Do we need to supplement extra humic and fulvic acids from other sources? I've been adding humic to my soil mix, also adding a liquid fulvic to my nutrient water uh, in my nutrient water day. I'm overdoing it. Can you have too much? I mean, I would think you can, sometimes it's like you can't have too much, but you're wasting your money, but I believe you can have too much or both. You can have too much of that stuff. Yeah. If you put weight to, I've actually done it before. I just tried, fucked around and just like emptied the bag of recharge into a two gallon water container. And yeah, too much, even sunshine burns if you get too much, dude. Huh? Hey, everything in moderation. You don't uh, need a lot of humic and folic Specifically, either. it's the humic. Um, you don't need uh, much more humic than what you're getting in recharge if you're using recharge pretty regularly. Um, humic, if you have too much of it or you're using it as a foliar spray, it can, uh, one, 
clog up roots so that they're not able to absorb as much nutrition. And like it's kind of counter to what you think. Humic is generally thought of as like a chelator and helping to mobilize nutrition in, in and through the plant. That's the idea. Um, and it does do that to a certain point. If there's too much of it, it kind of limits the ability of the, the root to bring those things in. Um, fulvix, you can use kind of hard to overdo it on fulvix and they work really well as a foliar spray too. Um, so yeah, you definitely don't need to be adding more humix into into your soil. Um, if you want to just keep using a fulvic uh, with recharge, there's there's no there's, reason. There's no re- there, really there really is no is reason no to. Reason You're being to. duplicative and uh, using more than you need to, and nice. spending more money on inputs. I like that we use that right. Um, but you could, it's not going to hurt anything. Yeah, as long as all I was getting at. My point is, what it, humic and fulvics aren't macronutrients; they're chelators. They're meant to get the nutrition into the plant. You don't need a lot of them. It's not the building blocks of nutrition. You need enough to uh, allow that uh, whatever the chelation process to happen. Nick, I mean, as far as simplification of products that you're going to have. I like that. And I'm just not spending more money than you need to. There's definitely, you want to look at your product lines of what you're using and not be like, Oh, I'm, I've seen plenty of people that have a kelp, um, that have been using recharge. Like I used to use the, Oh my gosh, the kelp Maxi from Maymo nutrients line. What's oh, okay. that? Maxi kelp is the one I was thinking of. Got it. But how many different kelps maybe, you know, cause I know you've read a book on kelp. Um, are there like how many different kelps are used horticulturally and do some species Just get the benefit? Yeah, the cold, the cold water kelps are the clean ones. The ones that grow like in Southeast Asia and whatnot, um, those, the colder is uh, the cleaner. So Norwegian kelp, there's this uh, Asophyllum nodostrum, and that is Norwegian kelp. And that is considered the gold standard of kelp for uh, agriculture. I've just heard some companies claim that their kelp is better because it's this. It's probably in the marketing. Really? You know, we got this species of kelp that is. It's and this is why it benefits the plants so much better than other and kelp. all that. Sure, sure. There's there's different species of kelp. Uh, what you're trying to get from the kelp is these hormones, these plant hormones that make it the fastest growing plant in the world. Turns out when you squeeze them or extract them or, uh, you know, just get them on uh, roots that, again, you're not getting it large. You know, don't need a large amount of it. It's not a nutri- nutritive building block. It's not NPK. It's just something where these tiny little amount of hormones, think about how much, you know, a tiny bit of testosterone, what is it? I don't know. Uh, the tiniest little bit would change the way that you act, right? Same with the tiniest little bit of plant hormones. I've been thinking Imagine about getting some supplemental test. testosterone. You should you get the patches, man. What? You should get the patches, man. They have testosterone patches? The only reason I know is because... I won't out them. When I stayed at one of my family's house, the dude just had needles and patches all over the place. And he's like an 80-year-old man that was on on testosterone replacement therapy. I tell you what, the guy still goes out and parties. He's 80. That's what I'm asking. I know at my mid-40s that I am starting to technically have less testosterone. So, like, maybe I should start to supplement that shit, man. You know, what's up? You should get an e-bike, too, while you're at it. 
Oh, <laughs> no, testosterone is going to make me have more, more adverse reactions to the e-bikers. Uh, All right. Hopefully that helps out there, Mr. Chuck. Uh, Mr. Chuck has a great about the author, but I'm going to I'm going to pull it over to the next wake and bake because we have some cannabis as medicine. We'll probably tie with it. So, Mr. Chuck, if you're listening, okay. um, or if you guys are listening to the author, stay tuned for next wake and bake. We'll get into it. All right, let's go to the pros list before our grows. Do grows dot com forward slash pros. Today I'm talking about Pulse Grove shouting out they're going to be at the ddc cup uh and they have awesome grow monitors man they're going to monitor your entire environment graph it for you give you all types and not just that it's more of the notifications you can get uh, and it's like insurance policy for your grow your humidity's too high it's going to let you know your lights didn't come on it's going to let you know they came on at the wrong time because you screwed up your 15 minute tab timer it's going to say hey why are your lights coming on right now uh two products pulse one and pulse pro uh, Pulse Pro does a lot more as far as getting into CO2 measurements, PAR and PPFD measurements, as well as all the features of the Pulse One. What do you got, Scotty? I have the Pulse One, and the thing does what you want it to do as far as if you want to know when your lights accidentally turn off or any major malfunctions uh, in the grow. It does do that. I mean, I know the Pulse Pro, uh, you have a CO2 you know, meter in there and a, a BPD. I'm sorry. A, uh, light sensor rather for, for talking about yep. what is it par whatever anyway man this thing's badass but don't be afraid to check out that lower end model as well or, or their less expensive model uh definitely worth the shit yeah 100 i've ran them all man it's definitely gave me some good note it's fun just to look at your growth sometimes too when you're talking with your buddies you're like here what do you want to know like let's talk about my grow. You want to see my whole last year's data, man? Are you into data or not? But pulsegrow.com, get your education on too. Go to the learn tab there. They have a great VPT chart uh, line out uh, listed for all stages of growth and education. If you just want to understand what all this VPD is about and right. coupon code dude at pulsegrow.com. Otherwise come out to the DDC cup. I'm sure we're going to be hooking some right. up and uh, potentially uh, we're working on some different DDC cup discount codes for the event for like specific if you attend the event you're going to get some hot nice. deals on some gear a lot of people want to show us know. their data their vpd charts just show us the bud all right just show us the bud whatever data driven growing is the future that was my well. george bush imitation no <laughs> i like that one <laughs> just send your money just send your cash what's going on in your growth scotty what do you got you're playing yeah. with buckets I just hung out last night. There was something, there was something going uh, strange in my grow. I'm doing the self-watering pots. I was doing the grow buckets versus the real buckets. And yeah, something wasn't going right in there. And of course it had to do with the water level. The water level has to be really low in those things. I think anything above two inch water level, you're courting problems. That's why Hampy used to be like, don't fuck with it, man. Drill that hole two inches and that's it. Something about the surface area and the amount of oxygen it can hold or something. I, mean, I, I don't know the, the science behind it, but uh, more than two inches give me problems. So I played with that like maybe a week, 10 days ago, came back. And that's why I like the real buckets as opposed to those grow buckets, because you can pull the three gallon out and actually look at the roots. And I'll be damned. I got nice fuzzy roots coming out the bottom again and uh, everything looks good in there. So kind of psyched I was able to make that adjustment. 
And uh, we do it to see what the chopper's doing. Now I feel like he is just hanging out over the house. <laughs> uh, anyway, the up. thing came out great, man. It actually is, uh, is fixed up. And I just hung out there for about three, four hours and just cleaned everything up, shop backed it, made sure the shop back right. wasn't in the room. It's time for some picks. Perfect. Time for some video for next Grow Talk. Are you going to, when are you going to bloom here? I get, as soon as these plants look good, you know, as soon as I really screwed them up to where they looked like they were getting overwatered. So as soon and kind of they're back, they probably could be ready. I don't believe in sending anything except a perfect looking strong plant to bloom. Okay. Yeah. You don't want to send, you don't want to waste any of the time. Once you flip a switch, that reminds me back in the day, you've been there on the free market growing. Those are questions you always answered vaguely or didn't. When'd you harvest, man? Or when you flip in your lights. So like mm -hmm. if you're at a general like general conversation or somebody you don't yeah. fully know because you're giving them the answers, potentially they don't, you know. But anyway, we're all up and up having a good time. Um, all right. Yeah. Give us an update. Give us a video or something for next grow talk. I want to be taken into your grow. I only show videos when they're perfect, when my grow looks great, all right? When I fuck <laughs> I up, I, I felt bad. Bactopia came over. She came from all the way over from Oregon, came to hang out. And she's like, you didn't show me your grow. And I was like, because it wasn't perfect, man. If the grow ain't perfect. I ain't showing <laughs> it off, all right? I don't say perfect. If the plants ain't looking uh, like this plant, man, look at you, dude. This, this oh, is this is plant. the... Uh... Texada, Texada, Texada time warp plant gifted to me. Oh my wow. God. I think it was from Colin. Forgive me if I'm for fucking that up. Um, this plant's still really small. I just topped the shit out of it. I'm trying to keep it a manageable size. I just thought, yeah, we got looking at a plant with two little hounds, two of my dogs below it, nice Japanese maple in the background. Uh, but I'm going to keep this a manageable size so I can mosquito net it, not mosquito net it, but bug net it and keep well with a little structure over it to keep any moss away that might be trying to get in my buds and mess with me and pondering how I can get it to finish quicker, which I might put this plant on a little or on a plant dolly with I can roll it in and out of the garage for I don't know how long I want to commit to that. But how long do you think I got to time it where I think August 15th, maybe like when we're going to bloom here. So I would have to August 1st for two weeks get take this plant in and out of the garage for a dark period, which I think I could commit to. That two weeks could be huge, right? If I finish two weeks earlier, that could definitely be big for outside. So doing this guy outside, the autos guys, as you can, can see in the picture. Can, yes. can I just ask, will that work? Just going to a solid 12-12 complete dark period and then bringing it back to where uh, it's, be close it's to naturally. 12. I'm going to bring it back back out when it's pretty close to 12 12 i think two weeks of that period even if i bring it back out and it's like 13 or 13 and a half i think it's not going to reveg. i think or, you're probably right man the beginning two weeks no i don't think it would reveg. no um so and then i i got a puppy here in the picture that's my excuse right now for not showing you autoflower seedlings is that um, your puppy on the right there Cajun's on the Cajun's on the left, you know Cajun. Uh, the puppy's on the right. Yeah, they can't can't really. That's a big puppy, man. That's a big old puppy. My puppy's with the size of a yeah. hamster's. She's like almost ten weeks, and she's probably going to be yeah, de size size of like a decent lab or something. Um, but that is what's going on in my growth for now. It's almost summer summertime, as I say. So not like uh, you're, we're not going to still be doing the dude grow show, but. Do remember it is time, especially this summer, guys. Make plans. Get out. Come to the DGC Cup. Uh, shit is open. Thank God. 
So if you're able to get out and do some fun shit, go travel if you can, go see the world, go see not even the world. There's places I always say, to, they call it staycations. That's when you go sure. stay in your town. Um, oh, yeah. Those you are just cool hop too, on like man. an e-bike and go around town and just enjoy yourself. I'll give you an example for you. Like I know there's a, uh, a cannabis friendly, really cool hotel um, in uh, downtown Denver. I forgot the name. One-eyed cat cannabis is staying there, <laughs> or maybe not now, but regardless, finding somewhere to stay like that for a night so you can get the vibe of what it's like to stay at a marijuana-friendly hotel for the show. I'm putting you on it. That's your homework for your staycation. So to go anyway, I want to. All right, deal, deal. I, will t- I don't know if I'm my e-bike can make it down there, but I will. I'll give it a whirl. Got <laughs> <laughs> busting your balls, dude. Just gonna just ignore it. All right, guys, stay higher, but not yet. Dugos.com forward slash support. If you had a good time today, DGCCup.com, come hang. Who's recharging it up, slinging it on supporting your local garden stores? Dude, got to give it up to the mighty Urban Roots Garden Supply. A little Tampa, Florida action there. Love it. Love it. Tampa, Florida. Oh, yeah, that's on the Gulf side. My buddy lives there. Pinellas <laughs> County, Pinellas County, Florida, Sheriff. Yeah. Did you, you gonna give up? me one of those cards or what, man? Actually, I don't think that would do. I'm in South Florida. I don't think you can whip out a Tampa police card and get out of any. I guess you probably can, right? Those things are nationwide, no? It was really cool and shit in your pants scary having a friend that his dad worked for the police force that he went to school in was a detective. So whenever you got pulled over, never. Now ne- oh, my dad is uh, by the way. Uh, oh, okay. Just take it easy, okay? This is very cool. But also, yeah, thought I was going to die sometimes. <laughs> IROC Z, like you said, all the IROC Z does is go sideways when you get on it. Yeah, I want a fishtail. I love it. All right, let's do some shout outs. DDC produces, man. I got Bubonic, Bubonic Chronic, and Thor's Trike Factory. Love it, Thor. How's it nice. going? Like Canna Druid. Canna Druid One. You are the Canna Druid One. <laughs> sounds like an, uh, Star Wars, right? Seeking Stank. That sounds like an entirely different movie. A different movie theater, even, you know? Eve Mister and Got to Smoke One. What's up, MGC? Yeah. It's, there's no Meister in there. It's the Keith Mister. I guess so. Uh, no, you're probably right. Keith. Thank you. You can help me out there. I'll take it. Oh, I like this. Dude, if I was going to have a realtor, it would be realtor grow. Hello, I'm realtor grow. <laughs> Let's do it. Blue collar green thumb. Can you imagine specializing in grow houses? That'd be the best. Uh, that has been done 100%. There was a phase of that in Colorado where a realtor would be like, here are the houses that are great. One actually has a grow room. It's okay. Uh, Grow Greek 420, how's it going? And hi, MacGyverin. <laughs> nice. I like that he's Grow Greek, man. You are on fire with these today. On fire, Grow Geek. And growing peas of mind and Death Kitten 666, man. I like that. I can't screw this like one up. Album. I got Grow Dad. Grow Dad, what's up? <laughs> I like that Death Kitten 666 and Grow Dad are. Right together like that. <laughs> They're gonna carpool the they hire my friends. together. <laughs> Take a reason, dude. Coming at you. He's out. Some people love to blaze up the deck. Yeah, we get happy for noon. And when the boss says to take a little break. 
Please be lighting up a tube. 